Hello, my name is Karen Campbell and I'm from the Small Business Britain team. Welcome to our second series of the podcast. This time, each episode will focus on a particular topic chosen to help and inspire small business owners, featuring chats with some amazing people from all walks of life. To kick things off, we are joined by the wonderful Zoe Hardman to talk about our first topic of the series, balance. Zoe is not only a fabulous TV and radio presenter, but has co-founded her own business, Made by Mamas, which is dedicated to discussing anything and everything about being a parent. And on top of this, she's also a mum to three. It was a hugely inspiring chat where we talked about all things balance, what it looks like, how to try and achieve it, and how, as business owners, we can sometimes be at the bottom of our own list. We talked about those sliding doors moments in life and how certain people and chance meetings can change our lives forever, as well as Zoe's experiences of going through early menopause and her dedication to ensure it's talked about more openly. We recorded our chat with Zoe first thing bright and early on a sunny Monday morning in September. Good morning and welcome to the latest Small Business Britain podcast and the very first of our series two, where we'll be talking about balance. Now, balance for women business owners is is huge. I think we all experience it in some degree, wearing many hats and doing many roles. And I'm really, really thrilled to be joined today by the wonderful Zoe Hardman, who has many roles. My gosh, you know, we'll go through them all. Heart FM presenter, a founder of an amazing business made by mamas, a mum herself, uh, advocate for so many things and also an independent woman who's smashing it. So Zoe, I mean, gosh, balance, it's a huge topic, isn't it? And I think a lot of women especially have to juggle it and have to, you know, really focus on it to make sure that they're not bottom of their list, which I think is sadly a lot of um, a lot of the time the case. So obviously you're an amazing presenter on Heart FM. You do the weekend shows and you have found, co-founded, sorry, Made by Mamas, which is an amazing, successful business. How do you have time for you? How do you balance yourself? Is it a really, um, you have to really prioritize it and really sort of plan it in your diary? Yeah. I mean, I think firstly, I don't prioritize myself ever. And I think any, any busy parent that knows mm. the struggles of having, you know, young children, you know, a house to run, you know, businesses, charity, you know, like there is so much in the diary that I, I definitely come bottom of the list. And I think it's right. something that actually during lockdown, I really had to kind of assess um, okay. that my, I guess my, my whole sense of self has been lost over the last four years in many ways. I mean, in many ways, uh-huh. I've found the sort of true meaning of me because I've launched Made by Mamas and, you know, I'm watching, mm. I've had my beautiful children, but when you put so much into other things, like you just said, Karen, it's you just suddenly, you know, even just going to the loo alone, it just doesn't happen anymore. Um, no. You can't even shut the bathroom door, can you, to have a moment no. to yourself? So I think I'm really going to think about it in 2021 that because I work the weekends and because I do my radio show mm. on Saturdays and Sundays, I then have to run my business Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I spend Thursday with my son. Um, and then there's basically a half a day when they both come out of preschool on a Friday. I'm basically working six and a half days a week. And really, you know, there's there's all the the chores to do on top of that, isn't there? It's the the getting the like you're saying the bags ready, the the thinking what we're having for dinner. It's just this ongoing, isn't it? If the kids aren't there, you're doing something for the kids, aren't you? When they're not there. Yeah, I said to my <laughs> husband the other day because we have this incredible relationship where I'm so mm. lucky to be in such a shared partnership. You know, yeah. I couldn't I couldn't run my with. life without him and. 
I couldn't do it without him and, and vice versa, you know. It's mm. very much down the line with childcare and, and support and helping each other out. We are very equal partners, which is what I've always wanted in a marriage. So that's right. really exciting. But I think what happens is that you end up doing all of these things and then not doing any of them particularly well. Um, so, yes. I, so, you know, I really have to prioritise. And I think it's really important, you know, for anybody listening that's kind of drowning when I hear that word a lot it's really important to be able to say no to things you know everybody wants and it's really nice that everybody's inviting you to places and doing this and doing that Mm. but sometimes we just say look we're just going to have a very chilled couple of days and not see anybody and that's when we have our sort of downtime I guess yeah and has that been a learning do you think over the years of being able to say no because it's quite a powerful thing isn't it and I think it does come with age of having the the confidence to say no yeah and it's something that I'm not very good at doing because I'm a people pleaser by nature. Right. A Scorpio that has to be liked, <laughs> um, intensely right. passionate about things, always wanting to, to help out and make people happy. So I do find it difficult to say no. But I think, yeah. as you said, Karen, it's really important to, to, to prioritise you and to be able to sit back and go, actually, I'm not going to go to another event. I'm, you know, my yeah. friend's going to be OK. What I try not to do is make plans and then cancel them. I think that I yes. don't. I think that's quite a good tip, actually, is that actually from the offset, offset, don't try and over deliver. It's absolutely fine for you to set your boundaries within what you can and can't do. Um, Yeah. um, But also, you know what? I think uh, you can do more than you think you can do. And I think that there's finding that balance between it. You know, I I love being busy. I always have done ever since I can remember. And, you know, if I'm not doing telly or radio, then I'm writing, made by mum's shooting, Mm. Instagramming. You know, there's just so much going on in the day. I actually quite like it. (laughs) Yeah. It's funny, isn't it? I think there's there's certain people, I think small business owners are very much like this. If they have a hundred things on their to-do list, they do it, they get through it. Whereas if you've got two... You just mess about, don't you? And faff and, you know, it's it's an interesting mentality, isn't it? I think busy people... You always trust a busy person to get stuff done in a, in a funny way, don't you? Absolutely. And I think finding the time within the day, like for, for me, if I'm if I'm in London, I've just done six days out of seven at heart for the last 10 weeks. Gosh. So that was my whole summer. Um, wow. But what I would do is, is in that, because we live near Woking, we're kind of in between Guildford mm. and Woking, that half an hour train journey in, I would be writing a post that I had to put out for Made by Mummers later or going through and trying to clear my inbox um, yeah utilize you know it, it, there's a danger to just kind of sit there and shut your eyes on the train and just be like <laughs> but I try and use those those periods are actually work moments as well yeah so you use your time effectively and wisely um you were saying about next year that this is the year of you and you need to sort of you know readdress the balance a little bit how are you going to do that have you had to think about what things you're going to put in place to do that um In short, no, but Mm. it can't be what it's been for the last couple of years. But I think I think what's what's becoming easier as well is with the kids. You know, um, anybody listening that's got got young children will know that they require a certain amount of you know attention and Mm -hmm. energy. And obviously, I will always give them that if they need it. But actually, my youngest is now he'll be three next year, and he's becoming a lot more independent. You know, we're potty training, and so that side of it, sort of getting him to the next stage, means that I don't feel guilty leaving them now actually it's important for them to know that I have a job and that I love my career and that mummy and daddy also need time together um a lot of parents I think feel this unbelievable guilt which I definitely definitely go through but I think um I'm going to be okay with leaving them a little bit more actually 
you know, yeah. going forward because I, I actually have to. Like I, I try and be there for pickups, for drop-offs. I'm trying to get back from London. Da, 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 and it's like, actually, we have an amazing nanny who works three days a week for us. Lucy, she's part of our family. And nobody Fabulous. ever talks about childcare either. It's a funny world, isn't it? I, I've got a one-year-old and I've just put him into nursery for three full days a week. And the reaction has been interesting. I've had a few sort of very surprised, oh, at that, that young. You know, and I think you get a lot of people that feel that they can impart their <laughs> opinions on you. Do you find that as well? Oh, the judgment, the judgment, mm-hmm. you know, this is why Made by Mummers is such a powerful platform because yes. we have like a, a zero tolerance rule on anybody, you know, casting shame or making somebody feel embarrassed or, or putting any form mm. of judgment on us. And if that, if we feel any of that going on to any of our followers or any of the supporters, we I'll just block them and get rid of them because that's not what parent- parenting is hard enough already. And what, we, what we're trying to create here is that whatever works for your family is right um exactly you, you can try a lot of different things but everybody you know people come from very different positions and some people choose not to work and I love that as well you yes. know be there for your children every day and that's magical some people want to work some people mm. have to work you know everybody comes from different you know walks of life and I think that should be celebrated doesn't make you a bad mother or a, a better mother absolutely and these decisions aren't made lightly are they you know people think about these decisions that are right for their family completely. So I want to talk about Made by Mamas in a big way. So obviously tell us, I know the story of how it happened, but you please share with us the story of you and Georgia of how you met. I think it's fantastic. Oh, yes. So um, I was pregnant with Luna. So it was 2016. When I met my husband, he was playing for a a London rugby club, um, Harlequins. And then he sat me down and said, "Um, I've just re-signed to Gloucester. And I was like, oh, great. Where's Gloucester? Is that near London? He was like, no, it's not. And I was like, all right, okay, because how's that going to work? Because I'm pregnant. So I thought you were staying in London. Anyway, long and short of it is I went uh, uh, a month before my due date. So August 2016, I moved to Cheltenham, which is where he had a house. And I decided that I would just spend the first eight months of motherhood kind of actually really giving myself the chance to put my career down, which was a big decision, but I wanted to do it. And I'm so proud of myself for doing it. And also it's been, it was the best thing I could have done. Um, um, and I just spent, you know, that time up there, moved all my stuff up. And one uh, in August when I was sort of actually go rewind a bit. So we're talking six months prior to that. I was probably about 10 months, 10 weeks pregnant. We, I walked into a coffee shop and I saw <laughs> this really pretty blonde sitting in the corner with a dog. And as I walked past her, she smiled at me and I noticed that she had mm. a bump and I sat on the next door table and I, we were just chatting away, me and my husband. And I just turned around to her and I said, oh, you're pregnant. How, how far gone are you? And she was yeah. like, oh, I'm 16 weeks. And I said, oh, look, I'm 13 weeks. And she was like, oh, great. And I was like, wait, are you OK? You look a bit sad. And she was oh. like, I am a bit sad. I'm having to move to Cheltenham. I'm from London. And I was like, oh, I'm going to be doing that. Oh, my <laughs> anyway, gosh. It, it transpired that her and I were living on the same road. So her husband, James ended mm. up playing for a Cheltenham football club. He was sent from London to Cheltenham, very similar circumstances that yeah. my husband was. And we swapped numbers. Um, Axel was born two weeks before Luna. So I met up with her and then we just started over that period after that, about six months after that, really talking, you know, actually talking mm. about how we were feeling, you know, all of the fears everything that we were experiencing, somebody else was going through it. She very quickly became my soulmate in Cheltenham. Um, Actually makes me feel quite emotional because 
I definitely yeah. wouldn't have been able to get through it without her support. Without her. Um, and she's just, she's the yin to my yang because we we really discovered that, you know, in the sort of two o'clock, 2 a.m. Google searches, yeah. there was a lot of fear online about being a mother. So yeah. George and I really made quite quickly the decision that we needed to create something online um, and in person for parents yeah. to feel really loved, really supported. We knew that we wanted to work with the best ex- experts in the parenting arena mm. to curate like this really wonderful safe space for people to come to us and say, listen, I'm having a really rubbish day. I need some help on this and we can point them in the right direction or give yeah. them some advice. And Made by Mamas was born. We talk about amazing. sort of tips and tricks, brands that we're obsessed with, products that we think are amazing. And then mm. of course we've got the podcast. And isn't it wonderful to have created that community where people can dip into when they are going through this completely unique time, you know, and it's, it's interesting because so many women who have, you know, like yourself, are so successful in their career. The parenting journey is a completely different animal, isn't it? In terms of, you know, learning about yourself and you can't control a lot of the things that are, that are going on. So it's quite hard. And also, I think whether you had a career or you didn't have a career before you had mm. your children, um, you still had a firm identity about Absolutely. who you were. And when you have your children, that goes out of the window. And there's that whole rebirth of like, well, who the fuck am I? You know, Absolutely. it's that feeling of just like, I don't know who I am anymore. I don't know what I want. I don't have yes. the space to even think about what I want. So yeah. we just really encourage, you know, taking away the guilt and realising that you're still you, you're still a person, yeah. you still have wants and needs. And that's absolutely, absolutely fine in all aspects of your life. Yeah, it's fantastic. And so when you embarked on this with George and you came up with this idea and you were like, let's do it. Did you sort of think, how am I going to fit this in at all? Or did you just know I'm going to make time? Yes, but that's where Georgia comes in. And this is where I need to give her a lot of credit. Because obviously my <laughs> background is telly, telly and yeah. radio um, and DJing. And Georgia is the marketing guru. So she that's why Great. I said she's the yin to my yang. Because she basically, I do all the creative stuff. I'm the one that's like ringing her up being like, I've got this idea for this thing. We should do this. Really. And Georgia goes, but how are we going to do it? So she, and right. she never gets fluffed or phased by anything um, yeah she she's the strategy and I'm like the mad creator if that makes sense how it works basically is on a Monday morning so after this after this podcast yeah. we'll sit down and have our our week's meeting basically and we've been doing right. it over zoom um because of lockdown um Georgia yeah. and I actually haven't seen each other in the flesh since February that um, we'll have our meeting and then we'll just kind of go through what we've got coming up in the week. Um, we're actually working on a really exciting project at the moment with um, another couple of parenting coaches. I don't want to say too much, but next year is going to be a massive year for us. So that's wow. really exciting. So yeah, we've just got a lot of work to get done before then. So we're having sort of yeah. meetings around that project. And then obviously we have to keep our Instagram going with new content exactly. and ideas and things that we're filming and yeah, so it's it's pretty busy, but yeah, Georgia's loving defi- it. Georgia's definitely the one that keeps me in line. Oh, bless you! And how's it been during COVID? Then, obviously, it's been very a very odd year for everybody. How's it been for you in terms of managing, you know, the heart career, the DJ career, and then obviously with Made by Mamas as well? Is it is it been quite difficult? Have you managed just to keep things going? In short, I've definitely managed to keep things going. I mm. found it really difficult. Um, firstly, yeah. for lots of people who've lost all lost their jobs or have been furloughed or mm. we lost a lot you know 
I just feel sad for colleagues and people, you know, my sister has been furloughed. It's just, I've heard a lot of, you can't go through life, even though I've been really lucky and I've been working, my heart feels pain for other people that have been going through such a tough time. And, and then I guess sort of emotionally and socially, I'm, I'm feeling sad because Mm. I'm the person that loves the dance floor, loves the cuddles, you know, I love people. My favorite thing is kind of making connections with people and having Mm. that interaction, even though our world has changed dramatically. I think Mm. there are still some, lots of good. I try and take those moments where I can see them. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think you're right. I think, you know, especially small business owners, which is the audience here, we've seen some phenomenal stories about, you know, people that businesses have fallen off a cliff on the Friday, but they've come back with a new, you know, a new vigor and a new avenue for generating income and ideas, you know, like yoga teachers have taken it from the, from the class online and now they're teaching worldwide students, you know, there's, there's opportunity. And I think it's mindset, isn't it? I think is a huge difference there yeah and I think as well you know you you talk we're talking about small business owners here there is something very resilient about us you know we have we've created something out of nothing and you have Mm. to be tenacious and strong and you have to be really forward thinking and you have to look outside the box you know we're not the people that get the get the check at the end of the month and get our salary coming into our bank account and can sit behind our laptops and you know rest on our laurels we have to really really fight and go for it so there you know we're we're a brave bunch I like to give us a pat on the back because we are and I think you know we've had to change the way our business runs you know a big side of it was the live events that we were doing Mm. you name it we were doing it and we were very much forward facing and out there meeting people and meeting you know coffee groups where we were chatting to mums and talks that we were doing and all of that's been taken away so Mm. we've had to really rethink how we can still continue to spread the word and I think the big thing for us was the podcast because we upped our episodes from one to two a week I mean it's it's all to do with the people that are listening really but we're so grateful that we can get that conversation out there Absolutely. And sometimes it's, it's funny, isn't it? You have the, the most insightful and enlightening conversations with maybe the non-names, you know, that they can bring so much, can't they? And you're like, wow, what a person. We had these, I, I talk about these two girls, Emma and Sophie, um, and they got in touch with us on mm. Instagram saying, listen, we are, we really want to tell our surrogacy story. Now right. we'd done, we'd had um, two males on, uh, two amazing guys coming on to talk about their surrogacy story. Yeah. And we thought, wow, two females, how does this even work? Then weren't a couple, um, as in they okay. weren't together, but they were best friends from school. And they both got pregnant at the same time. They'd known each other since they were like 13. They both got pregnant at exactly the same mm. time. And when they went for their scans, I think they were due with, there was sort of a week between them. Emma's mm. baby was fine, but Sophie had sadly lost hers. Oh gosh. I know. And over the course of six years... Emma had had another child, so she had her two children. Sophie had had to have both of her fallopian tubes removed. She, I mean, it was the most heartbreaking story. She'd gone yeah. through rounds of IVF, you know, egg donation. Da, da, da. And then Emma just turned around to her one day and said, I'll carry your baby for you. Oh, my gosh. And she I did. friend. She did. And <gasps> Leo was born during lockdown in June. and oh, During lockdown as well. Emma had had two previous um natural births and she decided for Leo that she would so Sophie's baby she would have Mm. a cesarean so they all went to the hospital together you know baby was handed over they spent one night in the hospital just the three of them Sophie and her husband and Emma and and I said to Emma I said was there one was there one moment where you felt the emptiness and she said I got home after handing Leo over to Sophie and I remember getting into bed looking at my cesarean scar and thinking there's no baby here 
Mm. I was just like, I don't know how anybody does that. It was the most phenomenal no. story. What a gift. I mean, I don't think I, I don't know if you're emotionally in you know, I'm that would be able to even contemplate that but what a woman well what both women phenomenal but do you know what everybody that comes on there's no facade on the podcast there's no no they, 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 we don't we don't want the media trained lot we want to we want to hear from the heart absolutely and that's what always makes the best chats isn't it let's be honest so i mean gosh there's so much going on so is the um, how are you enjoying heart is that all going well now you're doing the both weekend slots my gosh yeah it's amazing i mean i've been there since so the story of me arriving at heart was mm. Um, I just finished doing Take Me Out with Mark Wright and I very sadly lost my father, which was literally in between filming. He just dropped dead, which was just tragic. So I had that to deal with. I was only 30. Um, And it was huge. Yes, huge, Karen. It was a Mm. real life changing moment for me. So I was going through a lot. They decided not to bring Take Me Out back. Mm. Um, We were doing the ITV2 show called The Gossip. So they decided they weren't going to be bringing that back. So I had dealt with the loss of my father then I lost my job it was a really bad time for me and I said to my agent actually this was a real kind of moment of like digging deep anybody that's going through it you know I've I've definitely been there and I said look I don't want to do any telly I can't do it I've lost my I've done yeah I just Mm. I lost my spark it was you know when he died I felt like I died with him it was very hard for me yeah um and she said, look, you can't do nothing. You've been doing this for 10 years now. It's not, you can't just disappear. So I said, okay, well, look, I've always loved music. I'm going to learn how to DJ. And I'd done a little yeah. bit of it in my early 20s. And so I, I bought myself some decks. I stayed at home. I just learned, you know, how to use them, how to mix. Uh, just, the, you know, for for about a year, actually. Mm. And during that year, I we got head candy got in touch with us they were doing a radio show from london out of ministry mm. and like basically the ministry of sound their offices are next to the club yeah so i went in there and did that loved it absolutely loved it and then i was flying all over the place djing for them and really Amazing. just had that year afterwards actually after i'd sort of was dealing with my grief a bit better i had a really good time and then mm-hmm. mark wright got in touch with me and said um i'm going to la i'm going to be there all summer that, that Hart needs somebody to cover Club Classics. Why don't you come in and meet my producer? Great. Um, I know, he's so lovely. He's like a brother to me. He's such a good oh. person. Um, and I came in, met our producer, and I learned this new skill that I hadn't really... I'd been doing bits of it at ministry, but really it was just brand new to me. And I started wow. to cover Mark. And then after the run of summer there, the boss at the time, Gary, said, look, we want to give you the evening show. Do you want to do it? And I did. So isn't it interesting? Again, it's this, it's people, isn't it? These pivotal, like Mark for that thing, you know, Georgia before. It's It's all about relationships sometimes, isn't it? And being in the right you know, the right headspace to do something as well. Yeah, and I think what has been so interesting is that, you know, you look back, I started doing telly when I was 20. I've always had somebody else making the decisions on my career in broadcast and and, and radio. It's always Mm. been somebody else, a commissioner, a producer. Yeah. You know, yes, you're right for this. No, you're not right for this. Oh, you haven't got 100,000 followers on Instagram. You're not quite, you know, it's hard, right? It's I've been grafting at it for 18 years and I'm still, you know, I really want to do more telly. There's loads more yeah. kind of documentaries that I want to make. You know, just there's so much more for me to do in that arena, but I will keep going with it because I know I'll, I'll get there. Yeah, you will. and you know you're good at it and you know you can do it, which is half of it, isn't it? The, the belief. Yes, but with Made by Mamas... I'm I'm mm-hmm. the one that's making me and Georgia are the ones we're making the decision we you know it, we we control all of that and it's so refreshing to be like you know we speak to our agent we're like we're going to do that great go for it so the tables have turned it must be 
such a weird experience for you, but in a really positive way to have that control. So do you find it odd now when you have to go and have a boss? Or can you manage both hats? I can manage both hats, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, that's Put that one on today. What do you need me to do? Exactly. Fine. Yeah, 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 <laughs> totally. I don't mind. I have no issues with stuff like that, actually. I think it's quite interesting to be able to, you have to be yeah. a chameleon, you know, and slot slot in because they are very different, you know, and and, and I do have a boss at heart <laughs> and he's great. Yeah. And we get on really, really well. And the whole team there is brilliant. But obviously you do have to answer to somebody. It's so interesting, isn't it? How we're all sort of balancing it. So, you know, Zoe, in a couple of years, what would be the dream gig? Yeah. So I think on the on the, on the the broadcast side, I want to do, I'm obviously I've spoken recently about the fact that I'm going through early menopause yeah. and women's issues in general really interest me I really want to be there Mm. to support women that are going through any struggles you know right from you know periods all the way through to endometriosis to whatever it is whatever it is that they're going through I feel like I need to bang that drum because it's not spoken about it's almost comical how it's not spoken about it's nowhere is that something you would like to do and to really sort of bring it to the fore a little bit more yeah definitely I really want to kind of lift the lid on all of those sorts of issues and I really want to sort of norm I, I my my real motto in life is that through conversation, you know, things are normalised. And I think that's Absolutely. really important. The minute the conversations stop, you know, even growing up in a house, my my dad was there with three three women and we talked about everything. And he was just yeah. this really forward-thinking male because, um, and there's loads of them out there, so that's brilliant. But yeah. all of those conversations need to be had, I think. Amazing. You know, we've got to wrap up soon, but um, yeah, small business owners, what would you, what tips, you know, insight, experience would you impart on on us all out there going through this very odd year? So I think, um, especially in the kind of current climate, it's really important to know who you are right now. Even, Mm -hmm. not you as a person, but you as a business, even if your business was something else two years ago, what is, who are you right now in this 2020 world that we're living in? Um, What is it exactly that your business wants to do? And why are you special? Why do you differ? Because there's Mm. going to be lots of people that are doing something similar to you. But if you can come up with something that's completely unique, which I know is difficult, then you're on to something, you know, you're winning there. And I think also it's really important to communicate and have mentors. Like if you've got somebody in your life that can guide you and help Mm. you, you know, it's very overwhelming running a business by yourself. And I'm not sure that I could do it without Georgia. So if you are a solo business owner, um, maybe try and find yourself a mentor that you can turn to, that you can pick the phone up and be like, hey, look, can I run this past you before I go ahead with it? I think it's really important, actually, because sometimes you can't even see it. No, you're too close as well sometimes, aren't you? And you just need that someone to sense check you yeah and also yeah. I think get ready to work very long hours and you know put in put <laughs> yeah. in the shift at the, I'm still sometimes working at nine o'clock at night and I think that's yeah. nine ten o'clock at night and I think that's that's just part of it because you 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 put in the work early doors and you will reap the rewards absolutely and it's yours like you were saying you, it's, you know there's no one else controlling it apart from you which is a very unique feeling isn't it yeah and also reach out to people on Instagram and stuff you know there's a whole kind of community of us small business owners that really look after each other so I think you know we'll be there to support definitely well thank you thank you so much for your time thank you Zoe I really appreciate it and have a lovely day thanks Karen take care you too Thank you so much to the wonderful Zoe Hardman for taking the time to speak to us and for a hugely refreshing and honest chat. We really hope you enjoyed listening to it. Please do give Made by Mamas a follow on Instagram and do check out the website at madebymamas.com. 
please give the podcast too a share and if you have any ideas of future topics and guests please do get in touch thank you so much for listening we'll be back next time to discuss a brand new topic with an amazing guest and we hope you can join us then The Small Business Britain podcast is hosted by Karen Campbell from karencampbellmarketing.com. The producer, editor and composer is Ben Lloyd Evans from bleproduction.com. You can always find out more at smallbusinessbritain.uk.